0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about identity and education. Joining us is Dr. Americus Reed, who is a professor of marketing at the Wharton School and a brand strategist at the GBK Collective, which is a leading marketing strategy and analytics consultancy built to solve marketing problems in high definition. Co-founded by the Vice President, Dean of Analytics, and the Chair of Wharton's Marketing Department, GBK applies industry-leading academic experience and real-world corporate experiences to every project with clients to deliver practical and actionable solutions to real issues. Yesterday, Dr. Americus and I discussed identity loyalty plays for smart marketers, and today we're going to continue the conversation and talk about whether marketers need an MBA or not. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Dr. Americus Reed, the brand strategist at GBK and professor of marketing at the Wharton School. Dr. Americus Reed, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. It's great to be back again, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show and talk a little bit about what I think is going to be something we disagree about a little bit.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, I like it.
1: (laughs) You know, I want to tell you, I, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, My dad started bringing me to the Cal football games when I was two years old. So I've been going to those games for about 40 years now. And I got rejected undergrad. I got rejected from the Haas School of Business for my graduate degree. Because I'm a glutton for punishment, I applied a third time for an executive MBA. And I finally got in. But I was getting married and I was running my own startup and I didn't go. Nice. So, hey, one out of three times... Whenever anybody asks, I did not go to Cal, but I got in once. (laughs) And the reason why I tell you this sob story is, first off, there was no chance I was getting into Wharton. And two, I was faced with the decision of whether I should go back as a marketer and get an MBA or whether I should continue down the path. So I guess I am in the camp of, no, an MBA wasn't right for me. It's right for some people. Talk to me about whether marketers today need an MBA or not.
2: It's a complicated answer because I think your example is actually a great example.
1: Just not smart enough to get in the first time.
2: First of all, schools make admission errors all the time. So that's a whole separate conversation.
1: No, I didn't have great test scores. They shouldn't have let me in. It's true.
2: (laughs) Well, here's something I bet you do have. And you tell me if this is correct or
1: not. I bet you have intense
2: intellectual curiosity.
1: I would have been fine once I got into the school. I shouldn't have gotten in. There were better candidates.
2: But your life journey has led you to kind of the school of hard knocks, the school of on-the-job training. Like doing a startup is like, let me fly the plane while I'm building it. And that's an education in and of itself. So for you, that set of experiences and, and learnings were probably equally valuable as any MBA you'd get from Wharton or Harvard or any of these uh, top elite schools, et cetera, et cetera. So my, my answer to your question is, does a marketer absolutely need an MBA? Not necessarily. Let me tell you what an MBA does allow for. It allows you to get a much more structured understanding of various aspects of how a company works. Right, So you take classes in management, you take classes in marketing, you take classes in finance, you take classes across all of these different disciplines, Masters of Business Administration, so that you can have an understanding of how do all these pieces fit together as I decide where I want to actually land in terms of my specific role. So it's valuable in that specific context, number one, Ben. And number two, perhaps more importantly, and this might be kind of controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway, you're also plugging into a network. So one of the great things about going to Haas or going to Wharton or going to any of these schools is the fact that there are alumni that you immediately can become part of this community and they become part of your ability to explore opportunities almost immediately. So part of the value of the degree is being a part of this network or buying into this network, if that makes sense.
1: Now, hang on a second. What on earth is controversial about saying part of the value of getting an MBA specifically from an elite school is the fact that you get invited to the cocktail parties for the other people that went to the elite school which opens up networking opportunities, which helps further your career. Like that doesn't seem controversial. That seems like table stakes to me. Yeah. Is that something we not talk about when we have MBAs? Cause the rest of the world assumes that's why you're going for two years and paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for education.
2: I guess my point that I'm making Ben is that I don't want it to seem like, well, you just go get an MBA, you get a network and you can be dumb and your life is gonna turn out fine. It's like the education does matter. But it's an interaction. It's a synergistic relationship between the education you get and the network that you get plugged into that really, I think, elevates it to a different trajectory. So I think for some people, that's valuable.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you that it depends is the right answer. And for some people, but this is a podcast and that doesn't make great content. So I will tell a story (laughs) about my best buddy, the best man in my wedding, better test scores, better student, year or two older than me. So he likes to think that he's my big brother. And we were best men at each other's weddings. And he went to get his MBA. He went to UCLA and he worked at Intel in mathematics and finance and I think supply side planning. They make lots of chips. They need people to count how many they're making and and forecast. And so he went to get an MBA and he came out and he had demand side planning goals. Now he went to school. He met his wife. He got two years of having a good time, drinking on the beach in L.A., and he came back with an MBA, and when he went back into the working world, he got his butt kicked like three times in a row first job that he went to out of school. He was there for six months and it was an underpaid or non-paid internship. Didn't work out. He got a job that was basically a lateral move. Then he went to work for Amazon and they hired him for a job that they didn't tell him what the qualifications were. And it was a bad experience. That can be a tough place to work. And finally, three or four years later, he realized that he should go work on his own and get into, get this, mathematics and what he was doing before he had his MBA. Now he came out with a wife and three kids and he's got a great career and he's a happy guy, but I don't know if the education really did much good because he went back in the field that he was in and it definitely cost a pretty penny. So I look at my buddy Adam as like, it was like from the personal side, an incredible investment, life-changing. He met some of his best friends. It was a wonderful time from a career perspective, eh, he's kind of break even.
2: I think that's a great example. Here's what I will say though been in response to that. First of all, congratulations, Adam, on finding your way and having that success in spite of (laughs) being highly educated.
1: I'll preface this because I'm probably going to send this podcast to him. He's brilliant for a schmuck, but (laughs) you know. (laughs) There you go. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted.
2: For every example and people say this to me all the time they say well look at mark zuckerberg or some very successful person they didn't go to college and my reaction is like first of all you're attributing the fact that they didn't go to college as somehow causally related to their success and that's probably a false assumption in the first place number two for every person that goes down this path and let's say for adam for every person that goes to school and, and makes this investment And has an outcome like Adam, there's another 50,000 that have great outcomes that come as a function of that experience, right? So it's easy to say like, well, you know, I'm not going to go to school because Bill Gates dropped out of college or whatever. It's like, no, that's not how you should think about it. What you should think about it is exactly probably how Adam thought about it, which is to say, this is a process. It's the process of self-exploration, self-awareness, this journey meeting a bunch of new people, getting plugged into a network. I met my wife, all of this wonderful things. And yes, I wanted to make sure that I had this gig that happened at the end. And it didn't quite happen in the way that I wanted it, but I did find my passion. And so that doesn't negate the fact that the journey was valuable. I think this is what you're also saying as well, Ben. So it's just different for different people.
1: You know there's three things that I think about that are components of the MBA that we're talking about. One is the education. And I think that's really valuable primarily for people that don't have a background in business. I have an undergraduate degree in business administration. I took my accounting, my finance, my organizational behavior classes in undergrad. So getting an MBA for me and understanding the 101s of each business function didn't really make a difference. I've taken some level of those classes. Obviously, there's a difference between undergraduate and graduate classes, but I also had seven, eight years of career experience when I was applying for my MBA. Didn't make a ton of sense for me. But it does for somebody who's a lawyer, who's starting to think about business, who's changing sectors, who's trying to learn specifically about an area that they don't understand. You can specialize and every school has different specializations. Education, that's one point. The second is meeting peers and building your network. That ends up being critically important. And that is as much a professional development as it is a lifestyle. Some people just need a break from the working world. They want to take two years, not necessarily off, but two years doing something different. And as I said with my buddy, get drunk on the beach with your college friends, because it's a little bit of a party often at grad school, and it's a good time. Obviously, there's work involved. And the third you mentioned is building the professional network, not only with your classmates, but also with the rest of the people who are in the fraternity. I mean, that graduated (laughs) from the same school. Right. The combination of those things are very much dependent on what you think your life and career trajectory are going to be and what you're aiming for. And so to me, without understanding what direction you're going, you can't evaluate whether an MBA is right for you or not.
2: That's exactly correct. Let me tell you why I love the point that you just made. It's because when you were saying what you were saying, it goes back to exactly what my interests are, which are in identity, right? Identity is all about who am I? Why am I here? what is it that gives me joy in what I want to do? What's my calling? What is my legacy? What do I want to work on that really gets me excited to get up in the morning? So it's finding that journey to me, that's the most important question you can ask yourself. And education helps you discover that awareness as to what I don't like and what I do like and why. So I love this point that you're making because. It's really a question of of figuring this out. Hopefully you can figure this out sooner rather than later, but it's this general question of like, who am I and what is it that I want to do that's really going to get me excited? Because honestly, you're going to spend a big proportion of your life working. So it might as well be something that is really connected to your soul in terms of feeding your soul, whether it be mathematics or podcasting or starting companies or I don't know, owning a restaurant, whatever it is, What I often see, Ben, is I see students show up at Wharton and they've already made the decision or someone has made the decision for them, I got to go to Wall Street because that's what my parents want and that's what's expected of me because I've gone to Wharton. And they have to waste a lot of time doing something they hate before they come around to understand, you know what, I don't really want to do that. That's not where my passion lies. So part of my job as a professor is to help elucidate that journey for students that allows them to tap into what it is that is their calling or could be their passion points.
1: I'll only say this because I'm a member of the tribe. Do you know when they consider a Jewish fetus to be viable?
2: When is that?
1: When it graduates from medical school, law school, or gets its MBA.
2: (laughs) That's good, man. (laughs) You said, hey, sometimes
1: people are told what they need to do. I need to go to Wall Street. And honestly, I can only speak from personal experience. I wanted to get an MBA because I felt it was important to put that on my resume. Now, the position I'm in now where I'm maybe the second half of my career, I have a good sense of identity of what I'm good at and what I'm doing. And part of me still itches to have the University of California on my resume so I can rationalize the volume of Cal football clothes that I have. <laughs> but in reality, you got to make the decision of your education, not necessarily just based on what you think is the right thing to do, what people are telling you, but who you are. And you know, as a marketer, there's lots of different ways to skin a cat. In the same way where you can be a great performance marketer and use analytics and data, as opposed to you can be a great brand marketer and use storytelling. Those two might be two different people, might be somebody who's great at both. It really depends who you are, and that helps you make the decision of what education you need as well.
2: That's exactly correct.
1: All right. Americus, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and being my guest.
2: I really appreciate the opportunity, Ben. Keep doing this amazing work.
1: All right. That wraps up this episode of the Martech Podcast. Thanks again to Dr. Americus Reed, brand strategist at GBK and professor of marketing at the Wharton School for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Dr. Reed, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is amreed2, that's A-M-R-E-E-D, the number two, or you can visit his company's website, which is gbkcollective.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J Shapp, benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.